You're listening to Wisco Holics with Jimmy Christensen. Hey, man. I look at the internet. Todd Varney. For as not confident as I am, I'm not unconfident either. And your host, Aaron Alice. Imagine meeting the love of your life and then finding out that he debates Brady versus Rogers with strangers on Twitter. These are the Wisco Holics. Drink up. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to our third episode of Whiskaholics, the show that nobody asked for, where we talk Wisconsin sports and then some. I am your host, Aaron Alice, and with me, as always, are Jimmy and Todd. Jimmy is obviously, uh, well, he's he's here with us, and he's uh, he's he's on IR at the moment. We're, we're going to have to put him on IR. <laughs> he suffered an injury this week, so yeah. Uh, how are you feeling, Jimmy? I'm good. Just hobbling around. Uh, yeah, I'm bored out of my mind this week. So my wife and daughter are in Georgia, and I literally just can't do anything. So I'm just laying on the couch, binge watching TV. My sister asked me, she called me today. She's like, hey, can you help me scrub the rug? And I was like, uh, sure. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for chiming in before being in phrasing. No, yeah, it's just, been what, it's been less than two minutes, and we're already lots <laughs> of great stuff. <laughs> no, not a metaphor. Okay, okay. The dog puked all over the the carpet, so I had to go clean it for her. So I uh, I never was so happy to get out of my house to go use a carpet cleaner on a rug. So <laughs> yeah, at least you got something to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Todd, you've already made your entrance, but how are you doing tonight? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm good. Uh, been a long day, but we're we're here. We're doing great. Yeah, I'm good. wonderful. Aside from uh, being in the e presence of Jimmy, <laughs> dude, yeah. I was pissed off when we both came on and we both shaved mustaches in our face without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't it's shave a mustache. I've been growing this for like a week yeah. and a half. And I know. I feel left out. I'm I'm like bummed that I shaved mine this morning. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> your bad. Yeah, you should just let it grow. It's hard to believe I'm not married, right? You do a few more shows with us, Aaron, and you'll just you'll just feel that wavelength. It's like mustache. Today is a yeah, mustache. I'm just gonna like, draw one in next week. Yeah, honestly, I'll just get it. I'll just all of a sudden I'll just like get it drawn on. Have you guys ever <laughs> had someone refer to a mustache as a uh, addictive? Uh, we're gonna get canceled. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. So when you I did even let him finish and you're like, no, no, well, well, I didn't even hear what you said. I just feel like it was really bad. <laughs> no, so when I did, uh, when I did amateur boxing, my coach would text us. Cause you have to have like a clean shaven face for so I don't know why. So he would always text us like the day of the fight and say, Hey, make sure you guys shave off your dick dusters. <laughs> I've never oh heard God. anyone call it that before. <laughs> and now that's all I want to refer to it. <laughs> oh my God. That's fair. That, that, yeah. yeah. The old dick dust. You know what? It's it's not a not a terrible analogy. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Let's get <laughs> taking a making a 180 and getting back on track. <laughs> we're gonna start as we start off every show. Um <laughs> we uh with our first segment called Where Do We Start, which we kind of go over the news headlines that have hit Wisconsin sports. And I think the biggest one that came out of this week was um Brian Gutekunst had a press conference, which is the first one in quite a while, kind of in the midst of free agency and um, had kind of a few 
talking points. I mean, a lot of it was very vague, kind of what you expect because he's not trying to give anything away. He's also not trying to make promises, but you know, there were a couple of key points, you know, that, that he talked about, um, you know, the first being that he did say that he kind of wants Lindsley back, but he, he wants him to get paid. So he kind of understands like that, you know, if they can work something out, they will. So he hasn't shut the door, which is, I think is interesting. Cause I thought we heard last week that, the Packers have not talked to Lindsley at all. If well, I um, think that's his way of saying like we would love to have him back, except we're not going to pay to have him back. So <laughs> go get your money, big guy. Yeah. And if not, if it's not out there, give me a call. We'll figure it out. Yeah, like no hard feelings. And if he really wants to be back, but he's got it. It's kind of saying if you want to be back, you're not getting paid very much because we can't afford it. Yeah, that's what Lindsay kind of said too on one of the interviews he did, just saying like you're not going to close the door on a team, especially like the Packers, but it doesn't seem like I'll be back there next year. So I just don't – I think that's just his political correct way of saying like, yeah, I'm not going to be uh, coming back to the Packers next year. It just doesn't seem like it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I think the other the other thing that I was really surprised somebody asked him about uh, putting a franchise tag on Aaron Jones. And um, I didn't really, I was a little surprised by that because I haven't really thought that was even an option, but Good actually said we, we, well, he said a vague answer. He said, we're not ruling it out. We will do what's best for the team. If that's what's best for the team, we'll do it. Um, but I would guess they will not. I think that is very disrespectful to Aaron Jones um, to do. And I don't think that would make Aaron. I think Aaron Jones would be annoyed by that because he could go make a lot of money right now. And God forbid he injures himself next year. He's only making that money. He doesn't have any other guaranteed money. I just don't think, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't think we've seen a running back get franchise tagged and it worked out well for either party involved. Like Mm -hmm. I think you franchise him. He's going to hold out. He's going to miss games. He'll probably end up playing at some point during the year and it's not going to go well. Um, I shit or get off the pot, give him a, give him a deal or don't. I, I personally don't like seeing a lot of money go to running back. So I can go either way on that one. Um, But I mean, Aaron Jones, he's, he's a different caliber running back that we haven't had around here in a while. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what about I don't you, think, I don't think it's, it's just not something the Packers historically do. And Gutekas kind of mentioned too, that like, it's not a team philosophy to not do the franchise tags or the transition tags or any of those. It's just, he thinks that there's better ways to go about it than using them. And I think like Todd said, there's not a lot of, times where you use the franchise tag and it turned out well especially in the running back position we saw what happened last year with uh Dak Prescott I know it's a different position but he got franchise tagged ended up getting hurt added some extra drama to the team uh and then the last one I could be wrong I know Kenyon Drake was um Kenyon Drake was transition tagged last year for the the Cardinals which maybe that's more of an option for the Packers this year then they can kind of match whatever comes but I don't know. I just don't think – I just keep thinking of Le'Veon Bell, too, with the Steelers. Like, when they franchise-tagged him, it turned out to a sit-out uh, or a holdout, didn't play the whole season, um, kind of knocked his career off. So, I just don't – it just doesn't make sense on either party to really use a franchise tag, especially at a position such like such as the running back position where anyone can really kind of fill in. 
But I don't know. We'll see. If anything, they can sign Todd. <laughs> right. I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We you just Todd will work for free, even. Well, <sighs> yeah, you'll work for free. Just stop. We'll negotiate. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not busy. <laughs> can I get can I get health insurance? <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh shit. That's asking too much. <clears throat> um so the other, I think the most surprising thing that came out of that presser though, was Gooch straight up saying that he expects Preston Smith to be on the team. Like I said earlier, he was being very vague with, we'll do what's best for the team. And which is kind of something that he's always said. And when he talks about the franchise tag, he said stuff like, um, you know, we're just going to use every outlet available, which is again, very vague and not committing to anything, which I get, but saying outright, I expect Preston Smith to be on the team and opening himself up to like eat his own words later on tells me that Preston Smith is going to be on the team this year. And I think everyone, it was expecting him to be a cap casualty. So um, yeah. So I, I, I think that um, that was the most surprising thing, at least for me that came out of that presser. I think it, it's tough though, because they're in a, they're in a tough position because it's, what is he supposed to say in that spot? Like, Oh, well, we'll probably cut him and save the money. Like, I don't know. He, I think he was just kind of in his boss, my dog. I'm so sorry. He's upstairs going crazy. Uh, he's just kind of in a tough position because right now Preston is on the team. And if something happens where it turns into just, it is the best bet to have Preston. If he comes out now and says stuff like, well, I really don't know. Uh, anything is up in the air. Preston's just not going to be happy if he does end up on the team this way. If he gets cut, they just say like, "Well, the cap was a little bit harder than we expected to manage, and we had to we had to release him." And maybe they're just also banking on um, him kind of returning back to that two, 2019 form. But I really just think it was more of less the the general manager talk, and he's just saying what he has to right now before he makes tough decisions. Yeah, yeah, I. I agree. And, and I mean, they've only got what a week and a half to get like 11. I think they're, what are they still 11 million over the cap? 11 and a half. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, in, yeah. you know, and to be honest, like if you give me a choice between Preston or JJ, I'm going to take Preston at, at the price you're getting him for. I mean, that's for me, that's where I'd rather be. You're younger, you're faster. This is, my preference right there. Agreed. And you get the Smith bros dynamic. So, um, so that was, where do we start? That was kind of really all the, the biggest news that was kind of happening. Um, that, that presser was yesterday and that, well, I guess yesterday it was Tuesday. We are on Wednesday. You'll be listening on Thursday, but, uh, now it's time to move on to, one of my favorite segments called teach Jimmy baseball where Jimmy knows nothing about baseball and Todd gets to teach him. <laughs> so Todd, yeah, take it, take it away. What's fantastic is the last two weeks you have said while we were going over the agenda, like, okay, is that good for where do we start? And both weeks I've said something about the brewers and you've been like, okay, cool. And it just slides here. So, I'm going to lead into this with finishing up. Where do we start? The Brewers are three and one in the Cactus League. They have the highest run differential in the Cactus League. They're playing great baseball. It's phenomenal. Moving on to teach Jimmy baseball now. Real quick, what's the Cactus League? 
Uh, it's the spring training league that they play. Spring training, your favorite. It's oh, March. God. It's spring training, Jimmy. <laughs> is it called spring training or is it called cactus? So there's the cactus league in Arizona, and there's the grapefruit league in Florida. How do you determine who goes to what? Is it just they, random? They all have their facilities in the different spots. Okay. So yeah, it, it's exhibition stuff. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not not it's preseason. Even. Yeah. There's a 50-50 chance there's a burglar in my house, mainly because my dog won't shut up. Todd told me not to threaten my dog live on air, but there's a good chance I don't have a dog after today. <laughs> it's okay. Happen. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jimmy, let me ask you, do you know what the infield fly rule is? I know what the infield is because that's the stuff with the dirt, and I know <laughs> a fly is when the ball goes really high into the air. So I'm going to put those two together. <laughs> the ball goes high into the air. You're halfway there. The dirt. You're you're almost there. I mean, you're you're doing good. Um, so by rule, it is the infield fly rule. It treats certain fly balls as though they're caught before it's actually caught. Uh, even if the infielder fails to catch it or drops it on purpose. So if runners are on first and second base with less than two outs or third, uh, but if first and second are occupied with less than two outs and there's a fly ball that can be easily caught by an infielder, a pitcher, or a catcher, the umpire can use their judgment to determine if that's an infield fly rule and then they'll call it. So it's to prevent getting a double or a triple play because the runners obviously can't advance while the ball's in the air. So the fielder could just drop it, pick it up, throw it to third, get a guy at second and get a double play. But, but that shouldn't ball, they let that though? Cause that's yours. You're the that, dumb, dumb dummy that hit it in field. <laughs> but Jimmy, the ball can actually go into the outfield on an infield fly but still be considered an infield fly if it can be easily caught by an infielder, pitcher, or catcher. That's stupid. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but but isn't that like let them let them be sneaky and let them purposely drop it. Just don't hit it there. Be better. Right. Like, I mean, run every time you're up. Yeah. Don't su- hit home runs. Why well, don't every time? I don't know why you don't do that every time. Problem solved. It would make sense, honestly. Like yeah. that's pretty much what i try to do so so uh, that doesn't make sense so it has to be a pitcher catcher or infielder yep catch it yep does it happen that much that like this comes up or is this just like a once in a while thing yeah no it's it's pretty common how do baseball fans feel about it like it hate it well i guess we'll get to that later but it it makes sense it's i mean like I said, it, it prevents a lot of easy double plays on random pop flies to the infield. So I, from that standpoint, it's nice. Um, there are times though where an ump will make a really bad call. It happened to the Braves against uh, the Cardinals in the playoffs a few years ago. Where the Cardinals player was his, the shortstop was drifting way back into left field and the umpire called, a infield fly rule and prevented them from scoring, which probably was a bad call. I don't know that it was a, a routine enough play for it to be called an infield fly. 
can you review things in baseball? Like, is that a thing? Um, yeah, some things. I don't know that that's one of them. I don't think that's one. Honestly, baseball just gets dumber and dumber. The more you try to teach it to me, <laughs> I just don't. What's the point of that? Uh, well, I, get, I guess you explained the point of it, but yeah, I don't know. I just I, let, let I him out smart. Say it to you again. <laughs> I guess I can retest <laughs> what I just fucking said. Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, what you could do is tomorrow listen to this segment over <laughs> after we publish it and just hear it again. And if you don't get right. it then, just re sign in to a different account because we'll, we'll take the listens. Um, but listen the likes. to it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, you right. know what, just while you're sleeping all night, just listen to our podcast over and over again. So it kind of sinks into my brain. So yeah. I like, oh, I get baseball. <laughs> I understand. Right. <laughs> and that was teach Jimmy baseball. So now that Jimmy is an expert on the infield fly rule, we're going to have a pop quiz next week. Um, oh, I guess it's not, a I guess it's not a pop quiz if I tell you about it. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to fail it. My There's definitely it, not going to be a pop quiz next week, Jimmy. <laughs> my hope is that I can take Jimmy to a baseball game and I'm going to ask him all of these questions just to annoy the people around us as he tries <laughs> to explain them. Because there's like, I'm not going to butt into conversations at games, but I hate when I get like the know it all guy that's on a date that sits behind me at a sporting event that the girl's like actually trying to learn things. And she's like, Hey, what is this? And he's like, well, um, I actually don't know anything, but I'm going to give <laughs> you an answer that's completely wrong. And like, I will just sit there and just like stew in pure hatred and anger about how wrong he is about something. It's, it's almost as bad as sitting in front of the guy who just like hates the, his own team and screams at them the entire time. Yes, so like, that is. I hate those fans that are just like so miserable. It's like, why are you here? Like you yeah. seem to be, you seem to be hating this. That's like yeah, the equivalent so. of going on Twitter during a Packers game, just seeing all the Packers. <laughs> right. Everybody getting so negative. <laughs> My favorite thing is being positive, and then everyone gets so mad at me for being positive. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. I the, like the Packers are up. <laughs> Packers are up twenty four points, and Packers Twitter is like, this team is awful. I don't know, like, why are they even in the NFL anymore? This is <laughs> right. They're like, why not? They're, they're kicking a field goal. Why wouldn't? Go Why don't we it? draft They're a wide receiver? Yeah, <laughs> I remember one anyway. time after the, the Buccaneers game, I posted something positive about the first Buccaneers game. I posted something positive about Jamal Williams. And, oh, my God, I had this one kid that's just not happy. How the hell are you going to say something positive right now? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'll never say anything positive <laughs> about anyone again. Ever, ever yeah. again. Ever. That, that wasn't my burner for the record. <laughs> It was Jacobs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So heading into our next segment called this week in Wisconsin history, uh, where I bring up a fun little story about something that happened and on this week in Wisconsin history. Um, on, <laughs> I love that you explained that. One. I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it's, it's really smooth. We'll work on it. We'll work really, on it. Yeah. It's, a working, it's a working title. We're not sure. It's yeah. okay. We're only going to last like two more episodes. This is like before we get canceled. I thought last that. week we were canceled. <laughs> it's amazing. We were welcomed back. Welcomed as if. Never yeah. mind. All right. So March 1st in 1916, Pabst Brewing created a non-alcoholic beverage called Bevo, which is 
I don't know. It's a weird name, but, and it did okay for a while because the prohibition started in 1920. So it's kind of perfect timing, but eventually they were advertising restrictions on um, beverages and there was the rise of bootlegging. So sales began to decline. So Pabst actually transitioned into the cheese business. What's more Wisconsin than beer and cheese? Really? Have to do it. <laughs> they specifically created a cheddar cheese spread called Pabstit. That Pabst per their ad advertising, Pabstit, Pabstit, Pabstit. I listened to a, a radio ad of it, and um, according to them, it is like their selling point was that it's digestible, which. You know, it's cheese, so that's, it's not digestible. That, that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I'm selling. When I'm point, looking when I'm... for a food, a snack, I hope it's digestible. That's a good selling point, right there. If we ever come up with like a brand of anything, that's gonna be the tagline. Have Dig this digestible. It's digestible. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> and the the their tagline was it actually melts in your mouth. <laughs> um phrasing yeah it sure does. <laughs> um and it was what i've read as a comparison it was very similar to velveta at the time Ooh, which um led Kraft, who created velveta actually sued pabst and then and craft won um however Kraft actually gave them a license to continue selling it which i feel like defeats the entire purpose of a lawsuit like yeah like what the hell um <laughs> but um, after Prohibition ended in 1933, Pabst sold their recipe to Kraft, which is, again, the most weird, bizarre thing that it's like, we sued you. Now we have to buy your recipe. Like, yeah, because we gave you a license. Like, why didn't why didn't you just not give them a license and force them to whatever? <laughs> but so and Kraft continued making Pabst until the 1940s. So. I thought we could discuss cheese. What is the best cheese out there? String. What? God, damn it, Jimmy! Cancel this fucking show. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent biased on this. My mm -hmm. best friend's family has a cheese factory. I could probably Uncle Rico it. Uh, with the football from here, they make a Morel and Leek Monterey Jack cheese that is incredible. Yum. It is my all time favorite cheese. Their cheddars are amazing. They do a ton of different flavors. They've got a Muscadet Mayhem, which is just basically cheese that's on fire uh, when you eat it. It literally on fire. Well, it's literally no, it's, like it's flame. Just not really. oh. Oh, well, that's that's stupid. You can't say it's lit like it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, on, it's not, there's not. I was literally expecting a flame on that yeah. piece of cheese. You're dumb, Jimmy. You're dumb. Well, people put that on alcohol. You have those fire on the alcohol shots. I thought maybe. Yeah. I you guys are probably you gonna hate play me, with cheese I, like that. Take this serious. I barely <laughs> ate cheese until probably like this year. I didn't really. I guess I probably started eating cheese in like November with string cheese but i would put it on like burgers and stuff but i did not like cheese. Uh, i don't yeah, know what it was we're gonna, we're gonna, see we're i'm, I'm either that. i'm either like a big like pepper jack fan or something like um like a smoky cheese like a smoky cheddar big fan of that like, kind of stuff but something like spicy like i love spicy food 
in general. Mm. Monster? You mean Munster? No, I call it Monster. Oh. Is it really Munster? I think so. Yeah, Jimmy. Munster, Indiana. Yeah. Okay, guys. I don't (laughs) – don't give me fucking sass because of cheese. I'm sorry (laughs) I don't know the names of different cheeses. Well, I mean, literally just do a 30-second research. You live in Wisconsin. Like – Jimmy, I know you cheddar, to, mozzarella. You need to come visit me. We're just gonna go eat a bunch of cheese, and I'm, it, it's digestible. So you'll be fine. <laughs> make, make sure it's digestible. It's digestible. Yeah. See, uh, yeah. It's God, now you've got me looking at the website here. There, it's so good. I'm going there tomorrow. It, Do you guys like happen. blue cheese? By the way, I'm I'm talking. I feel shout out Meister Cheese, MeisterCheese.com. Everybody go there. Yeah, it was about. They ship. Cool. It's terrific. I'm not going to go awesome. there unless they sponsor us. So work on that and then I'll go there. Yeah. M E I S T E R cheese.com. Yeah. See, this would have been a great segment for them to sponsor. God Man. Damn it, Todd. Instead, we're going to have to edit it out. Todd, <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> but seriously, do you guys like string cheese or is that just below your? I, I do. That's just like not like. Can I? I eat can that I if honest? I'm like hungry and I need like a an energy boost or like a snack. So I want to. I'm gonna be honest with you guys about something, um, and you're probably gonna judge me pretty harshly. Oh God, I don't peel string cheese. I just bite it. Me too. I don't. Okay. I don't cut time for that shit. Oh, so yeah. you're both fucking. Crazy. And I don't. God, we're it's. God, Jimmy, we're, we're in a pandemic. It. I don't need to be touching my food any more than that. I grab it at the bottom when it comes out of the wrapper, and that's how we do it. Hey, real quick, wash your hands. Don't gotta worry about it. Oh, gross! Who's got time for that? I'm trying to eat <laughs> no. cheese. I'm eating single serve cheese. Do you think I just got an abundance of time on my hands? <laughs> that's yes. true. You're a busy man. Yes. <laughs> Um, I really am disgusted that I'm bombing with Todd over something. Like, I feel dirty. You guys are like my (laughs) two-year-old. She doesn't peel her cheese either because she can't. She's a badass. That's why. Yeah, she just chomps it, looks at me, and I go, I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) That's where our fights come up. We don't argue until she does that. I'm like, what the hell, Hadley? That's that's grounds for a fight. All right, so that was this week in Wisconsin history. So now let's move on to our offensive and defensive players of the week. Um, let's go offense first. Who wants to start, boys? Todd, I don't know who's your who your person is, and I'm very curious. It's probably uh, well, Jimmy. Maybe start getting familiar with maybe not Cole Caulfield uh, because he's going to be in the NHL real soon. But get familiar with Badger hockey because the Wisconsin Badgers are once again a hockey school. My offensive player of the week is Cole Caulfield. On Friday night against Ohio State, he had a pair of assists in the overtime two to one victory. And then what did he do on Saturday in the seven or nothing win, except have another pair of assists and a hat trick, three goals, two assists. What a game. Cole Caulfield, offensive player of the week. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Does dumb question does the NHL do the do a draft like the NBA and NFL and baseball? Yes, they do. Okay, but I didn't know super, if like like you can get drafted and still play college hockey. I I haven't fully. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, and I'm a pretty big hockey fan, but I I don't in all sports. I don't really get into the draft because I've I don't really watch a ton of college stuff. I really like college basketball, but that's kind of about it. But that yeah, it's weird because you can also play like in the minor leagues, but be like a pro like a prospect. Like they do that kind of stuff, and it's very confusing. 
because um, Artemi Panarin played for the Blackhawks and he was um, really, really good his first season, but he was like a run. I don't even know if he won rookie of the year or not, but he was like in the running for rookie of the year. And a lot of people were pissed off because he played like professionally in another country. And so everyone's like, he's not really a rookie, but he was playing like in Russia or something. So people are like, eh, he's not a rookie. He's not a real rookie. So um, it, it's very bizarre, but they do draft. Who do you play for? The Blackhawks. Is this Chicago Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> I need to wash my mouth. <laughs> Is this Chicago I was explaining to him about how the draft works. You, you mean person. I really want you to make know it very, you make it very this. hard to be professional. <laughs> I feel like we put professional. We talked about mustache being called dick dusters within the first three minutes. I think okay, we we didn't say that. You did. I wanted you guys to know the nickname, so or the the little name for it. And that's its name now, officially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, my offensive player of the week this week. I went with Elton Jenkins. Uh, reason being, an article came out on the March or February 26th, just saying that he was the only offensive lineman to play every or play every snap this season, and it was at multiple positions. Um, so the guy is just incredible. He he's only given up one sack in two years. None of them have been at home. Um, so I. He, we Todd and I talked to him earlier this season on Lombardi's bar and just saying like how he was going to updo his rookie season. And somehow he did after a season of giving up zero sacks as, as a rookie coming in and playing every position and only giving up one sack the whole season is just incredible. Uh, Packers really got to steal the draft for the, the second round. Agreed. Yeah. I think they should have taken a receiver, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, looking back, you're right. Maybe yeah, even a running but, back, but yeah, uh, maybe a maybe a kicker too. <laughs> the punter, honestly, Todd would have been on board with the punter. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm <laughs> yeah. fine with that. that one. He's not even being an ass about. He really would have been happy with the punter. Take <laughs> um, one of the so first round this year. I'm fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, trade up. Get that number one pick. <laughs> yeah. get, a, get a punter. Um. So my offensive player of the week is Demetric Trice. Uh, of the men's Badgers men's basketball team Um, because that team is a dumpster fire, but he's kind of their one shining bright spot right now. Um, He led an almost amazing comeback against Illinois, but they fell flat, unfortunately on, I think Saturday. Um, But he, he had 29 points for them in that game. And, um, and he's just kind of been a nice, a nice addition because that team is, they've lost seven, uh, games in a row against ranked teams um, just lost to Purdue who is the 23rd ranked team and this week the Badgers dropped to number 25 in the rankings and as I said last week they started at seven so they are just they're struggling <laughs> so they ran out of unathletic yeah. white guys yeah but, but at least shout out not ideal shout out to him, <laughs> not shout out to him at least. <laughs> now what you want to see <laughs> You know, a lot of times you want, like, this is a time of year you want to be coming together and, like, making a run. They're they're doing the opposite of that. It's not what you try to do when you start the season. <laughs> no. No, no, no. All right. Let's transition to defense. What do you guys got? Uh, from, week? I won't spend too long on my guy. Um, I went with J.J. Watt, obviously from Wisconsin, went to Wisconsin. Um, 
there are hopes that he'd come to the Packers. Obviously, the, I, those were just kind of like wishes that weren't likely to happen. But um, good for he signed with the Cardinals, two year, $31 million deal, 23 guaranteed. Good for him. He's getting paid. And with at his, this point in his career, who knows, especially with his injury history, how much longer he has, he's going to be paired up with one of the best defensive players in Chandler Jones. Um, so good for him. Got paid going to another a team with the best defensive players he's been matched up with in his career, at least on the defensive line. So it'll be nice to see what he can do in that team uh, or on that team. Unfortunately, it's in the NFC and we have to play them this year, but uh, I'm glad JJ Watt got paid. Um, do you think if the money would have been similar because it, it was reported that he took or he left bigger offers on the table, do you think if the money would have been similar from Green Bay and they had a dome, he would have chosen Green Bay? I think the money could have been half the price, and if they had a dome, they would have he would have chosen Green Bay. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. I mean, he's <laughs> older, back injuries throughout his career. I had a bad knee, and I'm going to tell you this. After spending three years in the desert out in Phoenix, one winter back here with a bad knee, I've aged at least 50 years just in the last three months. It's awful. I couldn't imagine playing football in this weather with a bad back. The real question: um, Do you the, think the if- best thing was your Twitter? You that was the most hilarious. <laughs> All, yeah. like, and I caught I caught that tweet kind of late after you had already been ratioed. And I was like, oh God, what did Todd do? Like, I didn't even read it, but I saw all the interactions, like all the, the likes and the retweets and the and the replies. And I was like, what now? And then I read it and I was like, oh, it's fucking Todd. <laughs> yeah, it. I, uh, I expected it to kind of <laughs> not do well. <laughs> it's, it's always good when you're tweeting something going, I'm going to get ratioed like fucking crazy <laughs> on this. <laughs> That was that was pretty enjoyable, but yes, good for JJ. Todd, what about you? Who's your defensive player of the week? Uh, Brewers pitcher Corbin Burns came out his first outing of the season. First pitch ninety seven, second pitch ninety eight. Dude's ready to go. Uh, pitched one inning of scoreless baseball with two strikeouts. Excited to see more from him this year. Is he a new pitcher? Awesome. Uh, no, he's younger. Um, he came on really strong and then had a really bad year two years ago. Looked last year like he had finally kind of put it back together. So watching him take another step forward, be big this year. Mm. Do the Brewers have like someone that's really like, is he probably their best prospect or they have other players who seem that might have a chance to be kind of like the next big thing? Um, Brandon, I mean, Burns isn't really a prospect. There's the farm system as far as like real big time prospects right now is pretty thin. Um, Brandon Woodruff is kind of, he's the, the ace of the staff. I I don't know that he's peaked yet. I think he could put together a really special season and kind of gain some national recognition. Corbin Burns has a chance to, to really make a name for himself this year as well. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Real nifty. Aaron loves baseball. <laughs> hey, Aaron, who's your defensive player of the week that Jimmy and I haven't heard of? Yeah, that's disappointing. It is Ron Kostelnik. Oh, Ronnie boy. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is um, the former defensive tackle for the Packers. 
Mm. He played with them for eight seasons from this from 61 to oh, 68. Cool. Yeah. And he helped them win five NFL championships and the first two Super Bowls. So the reason that he is my defensive player of the week is because his son, Mike, this past week, lost his dad's Super Bowl ring, his Super Bowl II ring. (laughs) So he made a public plea because um, here's the little little snippet I got. So Mike Kostelnik lost his dad's Super Bowl II ring. He believes he lost the ring that belonged to his dad, former defensive tackle Ron Kostelnik. Last weekend, when he and his family went to visit his daughter at Indiana University, and they lost it somewhere on the trip. I don't know why you're taking this ring on a trip to visit your daughter at her college. That's wild. But Is Ron still alive? No, he is not. Okay. Ron's about to take his ass. That's why. (laughs) Could you, because obviously, like, Mike's got to be in his 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine like that feeling that you had as a little boy when you like broke something, Aaron, a little girl in your case, when you like broke something and you had to go tell your dad, like, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I messed up like, yeah, being Losing 60 years us. old and being like, Hey dad, listen, don't get <laughs> mad, but I lost your Super Bowl ring. Like I throw, I throw my daughter under the bus. The one that I went to visit in college, she made, she told me to bring it. Yeah, I don't know what she did with it. Off. I would, yeah. yeah. I think I would hundred college kids took it. Yeah. So he's he's looking for it. So if anybody saw it on the drive from wherever they live, I don't know, to Indiana University. Anyone finds a Super Bowl two ring, you know, let's let's get it back to this guy. So that poor, poor Ron, may he rest in power. <laughs> After having a disappointing child, bury me with my Super Bowl <laughs> ring. I right, yeah, those are coming with me. Like, no, no, hell no, oh, man. Yeah, so <laughs> cheers to Ron. <laughs> um, now it is time for good news, bad news, gentlemen. Um, what do you want first, Aaron? Let's go. Let's go. Bad news. I think I went good news first last time. All right, so uh, I have bad news today. Um, All right. It's really just bad news for this one person. Um, (laughs) That's good. (laughs) At 10 p.m. or 10.08 p.m. on a Saturday, 31-year-old Marcus Goodman was released from prison or released from jail after being arrested for a felony charge. At 10.28 that same Saturday, Police say Goodman carjacked a 16-year-old girl about a mile and a half from the jail. So he got released and within 20 minutes committed a felony. And that night was booked in the same exact prison that he just was released from 20 minutes ago. (laughs) One boy didn't even make it 30 minutes. He was back in jail for another felony. So now he had the felony that he was released for already. And now... uh, a felony rob or a second degree <laughs> robbery. <laughs> that just that that's like a comedy skit. Yeah, that's that's, that's legit. Yeah. Like, how- <laughs> like twenty I'm minutes. Free. <laughs> yeah, oh, he had to get God. somewhere real quick. Yeah, where was that? Where where did that take place? Um, I honestly don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, I, there might be a chance that's not in Wisconsin. I just read that and was oh, like, I got it. It was too good. Well, we're just going to pretend it's a Wisconsin yeah. store. <laughs> it happened down the block. Yeah, rough night. Poor Marcus. 
<laughs> I know Marcus Goodman. He did it to himself, like poor guy. Like yeah, guard like someone like more more like Marcus <laughs> Badman. <laughs> oh, oh God, I'm... oh God. <laughs> so I'm I've quitting. got some good news. Yeah, is Fun. it better than that pun? This is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds like bad news, but but just stay with me on this one. Um, early Sunday in Mount Pleasant, which surprise surprise, that's Racine. Um, <laughs> there was an, an accident that was caused by a drunk driver, a three car accident. Oh. However, all three drivers of all three vehicles were drunk. None of them were seriously injured and they all got OWIs. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. All what are the odds? <laughs> I mean, did they know okay. each other? Did, were they coming from the same party? No. <laughs> no. That's the most Wisconsin All heading story. in different directions. Yeah, two of them <laughs> hit head on and then another one like veered into them after they had already hit each other. That is legit the Which, most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard in my life. I bet one yeah. was wearing a Packers jersey, one was wearing like a brew like sports gear, yeah. someone was in hunting gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah, had beer I, in the car. <laughs> oh, that's duh. Hilarious. Yeah. Roadies. And that's that's well, that's good news that they are all getting ticketed. Yeah. They had it coming. Yeah. Good good thing they all survived. <laughs> And that was good news, bad news. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to uh, love, hate. And this week we are featuring, thanks to my Twitter followers that contributed to this, we are going to uh, talk about polarizing NFL rules. Oh, I'm sorry. Sports rules. We're, we're not just doing the NFL. We may do an NFL segment in the future, but we're going to, we're going to go with the four major sports, NFL, baseball, basketball, hockey, and um, one rule from each. And we're going to say whether we love or we hate that rule and kind of talk about it. So first, let's go with – let's just get the baseball one out of the way because Jimmy doesn't know what the hell this is. <laughs> um, <laughs> pitchers hitting. The, how did, Todd, I'm just going to lob this to you so you can explain I am- why this is – polarizing so torn on this as like a baseball purist i love pitchers hitting because it keeps a lot of the strategy in the game when are you going to pinch it when do you pull them out um so i i really enjoy that aspect of the game however pitchers hitting is super boring they get out more often than not when you can put a dh in there and have more offense make things a little bit more exciting. I'm for that. I I'm going to guess the DH is in play uh, next year. They'll do away with pitchers hitting with a new collective bargaining agreement due after this season. So enjoy it while it's here, Jimmy. Uh, I know you're going to be a big baseball guy this year. So really just enjoy the pitchers hitting. And then uh, they don't do it in spring training though. Just regular (laughs) season. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Why do it? The regular season must be like winter or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Regular season really is just two days from now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I'm, again, could go either way on it because I agree. It's like you're in professional baseball. You should learn how to hit. If you can't hit, you should learn how to hit. It's like the the same idea with free throws. Like with basketball players, I don't understand why they miss so many free throws. Like, 
this is your job, you know? And, and so that's kind of how I feel about hitting is like, well, if you can't hit, you can't hit, but I get it because I get bored watching baseball. So I want more offense. So, you know, I want more hits and and stuff. So I'm torn. I, I tend to be more on, on the make pitchers hit just because I don't watch baseball as much like at all anyway. So I might as well just be um, like an old man about it and shake my fist and say, you know, make them, make them hit, learn to play your sport. Cause um, you make millions and millions of dollars. So just learn how to fucking hit. I'm going to go the opposite of that. And I'm going to say each team should get one player that they can just <laughs> juice up to the fucking tits and just let them go out and hit home runs. The designated hitter not only just hits, but gets to just take whatever steroids they want. <laughs> I actually like that rule. Yeah, one guy's player each game. Yeah, one yeah. player, and that's the DH, your designated hitter. Yeah. Jimmy, what if instead of steroids, they just got to get really drunk before the game? Better. Or like, high. Like you you couldn't you couldn't go up to bat unless your BAC was above like a two four. Honestly, now that you said that, that's a way better idea. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> They, they have call, a choice. They call the Brewers for nothing. The, design- the designated <laughs> drunk hitter. <laughs> DDH, got it, love it. They got to oh delay the game until he until his uh, BAC gets up there. He's like taking a, man breath, yeah. taking a breathalyzer in the on deck circle. Okay, he's good. Get up there. Like, no, no, they got. They just got a beer bong like on deck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know this is a different sport, but Ron Artest came out and said he used to get drunk at half. Like he would take shots at halftime. He'd get. Like, not surprising. He would, I, Dude, I saw the malice in the palace. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> boy was knocking out everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even All mad right. that a beer hit him. He was just pissed. Someone wasted a beer. So he's like, I'm going to fucking punch you. I would have drank that. Yeah, dude, you could have <laughs> handed it to me. <laughs> All right, next we're going to go on to the transition to the NBA. Um, how do we feel about the flagrant foul rules? I understand why they put them in, um, but I feel they've gone. I feel like they've gone way too far for it. They stop the game to review if they think it's a flagrant or not, and then people are getting ejected for ejected for it because there's flagrant ones, flagrant twos. One of my favorite thirty for thirties is the bad boys one where you just saw people like in the eighties and nineties, just getting absolutely wrecked on the court. Obviously I don't want people getting injured or anything like that, but if we could get some of the physicality back in basketball, Mm -hmm. I'd be a happy camper. They're like, I don't know. It's just let them be a little physical. Like hard fouls are just part of the game rather than like, you're don't give up easy points. Sometimes you're going to just have to foul someone. It kind of, I think it will help with rivalries too. Um, It's always nice to see the games where like, Anyone pretty much Dame Lillard plays because they everyone hates him or like he kind of just has a rivalry with every other point guard. Just seeing <laughs> that stuff get a little physical would be amazing. Just having them, you know, rough up Steph Curry a little bit here and there. Yeah, know? like not like throwing punches, but yeah, just like you know, bodying a guy a little bit, let him know that you're there. And yeah. um as long as you're not like like blatantly just punching some guy in the face, you yeah. know. Um, but I agree. I, like the reviewing of the flagrant foul is it slows down the game so much, like mm-hmm. crazy. The last five minutes of a basketball game take like an hour. And that drives me crazy uh, yeah. because there's all this reviewing that's happening. I think the reviewing needs to, you know, chill a bit, but the problem is, is there's too many cameras and social media is will exist. And, you know, 
people just get too pissed. But I, it takes them way too long to review it. It's crazy. And in all sports, not even just basketball, like basketball, football. I don't know about baseball, so I'm not going to say shit about that. That's awful. The McAfee show with uh, they had a hockey guy, hockey coach on who mentioned it too. Like all sports right now are just getting more and more tailored towards the offense. And that's just naturally going to take away a lot of the physicality because yep. 95% of physicality comes from defense. So limiting what they can do is just going to kind of – it helps the offense out because people like to see points and goals and home runs and all that shit. But I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it just takes away a big aspect of the game, which um, I've always been a fan of big hits or big or hard fouls and stuff just because I think mm-hmm. they're tone setters. When you take that away from the game, I think it's going to hurt it more than help it. Yeah. Um, Todd? Do you love or hate the flagrant foul? I, I hate it. A big... Like yeah? I, I said, I I was watching the Malice in the Palace game. Like I used to be an mm-hmm. NBA fan, and a lot of it was the, just it's a watered-down product that is completely mm-hmm. catered to the offense. There aren't those like real hard rivalries. But, like I was watching for no apparent reason at all of a, a Pistons-Pacers game. Like Right. I just, I was enough of a fan that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. And to go from that to now, I don't even watch anything from it because it's awful. Yeah. I'm a big defense person in any, um, like I'm, I love, I love defense in um, basketball and the NFL and hockey doesn't really, I don't know. I don't really have a preference, but I'm a big like defensive person. So the, the NBA, like I'm a big fan, like Joakim Noah, I'm a Bulls fan that Joakim Noah just retired. And I was like, yeah, I really, he was one of my favorites. And I was like, yeah, cause he was a good like defensive player. And I just miss that kind of thing. I mean, and I grew up in the nineties with the Bulls and the Pistons and you know, that physical rivalry that happened. And it's just co- completely, it feels like a completely different sport than you know what was happening in the 90s and you watch like the last dance and you get like really you know that vibe that that they had and yeah i mean it's just it's it's all all all-star stuff now yeah so which just kind of is what it is um all right let's head to hockey uh and I know you guys are both really huge hockey guys, but I'm going to explain it in case case anybody else listening doesn't know. But during the regular season, if uh, a team is tied at the end of regulation, they go to a five minutes overtime period. They play four on four hockey. And then if nobody scores, it's sudden death. And if nobody scores, then they move to a shootout. And that determines the winner. Uh, they do not do that in the playoffs. They just play another full period until someone scores. And then if that doesn't happen, they just play another period and then another period and they go until someone scores. <clears throat> so how do you, f- uh, there's a lot of people that don't agree about the shootout determining winner. They think you should just do like a, a full 20 minute period of four on four hockey and then continue that until someone scores. Um, just basically do the playoff format during the regular season. I don't I know. Go, go ahead, Jimmy. No, you're not a hockey I don't, guy. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I was going to get my dumb opinion out of the way so you can give your smart, intelligent. Opinion. Well, I appreciate that you have this whole one month of enough. hockey fandom. Look, that's enough slander. Um, <laughs> I, I I love shootouts. Like anytime I can get a shootout, let's do it. I 
love them. I don't know that five minutes of an overtime period though is enough. I mean, mm-hmm. at least go 10, like make it half of a regular period, go for 10 minutes. If there's nothing there, like five minutes in hockey is barely enough time to establish a possession. Tell that to my ex. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Tough look guy. Uh, I, it just, it, it in hockey, five minutes can fly by. So I think extending that out a little bit before you just go to a shootout, otherwise just do away with the whole period and have a shootout from the get go. I, I feel like it should be a full 20 minute period. And then if that doesn't settle it, go to a shootout. That's a lot of hockey. Well, they do that, but they do that in the playoffs anyways. Like what's the, that's the playoffs. Get out of here. Playoffs. Playoffs. Give me a, give me a shootout like the mighty ducks and I'm happy. Knuckle puck or you want Fulton Reed? What's the, I don't know. I just remember the girl catching it and then she dropped it real dramatic. Like Julie, the cat. Yeah. (laughs) No one can stop a knuckle puck though, for sure. Right. Yeah, Does Russ anyone Ty- actually Russ do that Tyler was naughty. What? No. Russ Tyler was naughty. Was that his character's name? Yeah. I know him as Keenan Thompson. <laughs> oh, never heard of him. That's Russ Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and our final one is on um, the NFL rule is pass interference. It is currently a spot of an offensive pass or Defensive pass interference. Offensive mm-hmm. pass interference. <laughs> it's late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Defensive pass interference is a spot of the foul or is a spot of the foul penalty. Um, and a lot of people hate that because you could just chuck one down, throw an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary and get a, you know, pass interference call. And I mean, the Packers had one that helped them out against the Colts with MBS and the half. Uh, that led to them scoring a touchdown before the end of the first half. And um, a lot of people think it should be like 15 yards, what they do in college. Um, Because I guess you could think that, you know, what if they dropped it? Maybe it didn't actually affect them or they were going to drop it anyways, or it was a really difficult catch and hard to debate if it was catchable or not catchable from the official. What do you guys think? I think if you go to the 15 yard, there's going to be a lot of corners that if they get beat, they're just going to, purposely do a pass purposely just grab the guy ahead of time because that way it's only 15 yards rather than giving up a deep ball Mm -hmm. um and i think at this level you do have to put a little more i don't know there there should be a little more consequence to doing uh for pass interference especially on those deep balls um like that so i would say yeah i would say i like i love the rule right now where it's just if it's a deep ball and you pass if you have a pass interference then that's it's just a spot of the foul yeah, I think with the with that point saying that, you know, that's what corners are just going to start doing. You know, they're just going to start intentionally fouling. But I mean, at the same time, there is that option in other sports. The you, you A lot of guys intentionally foul in the NBA um, at the end of a game. And, um, and we hate and it because it takes forever. Yeah. What about the there's intentional walking in baseball? Um, I mean... It could just be another way to play the game. Um, I I feel like this is it, – it's a lot different on this one. Like we were talking before, I mean, coaches literally will tell a guy in high school and college, if you get beat, tackle him because it's only 15 yards instead of – Does that happen a lot in college? You'll, you'll see some pretty obvious 
pass interferences where mm-hmm. a guy's getting beat and he'll just reach out if he can grab his foot still and take him down. But it's I I like the spot of the follow with it. If anything, I think it should be a minimum of 15 yards because what's really irritating is when they call a PI at like seven yards. Sure, you still get an automatic first down, but like give us give us 15 yards. Let's go. Like yeah, because if you think of like yards after catch that could have happened, yeah, could have easily been a longer, a longer pass. Um, all right, so that is love hate. So that finishes up this episode of Whiskaholics. Uh, this was quite a fun ride, gentlemen. <laughs> I can't believe we're still here three episodes in. So, um, as we wrap it up, Todd, where can the folks find you? Uh, on Twitter at the Todd V. Um, hit me up if you think we should put a dome over Lambo to bring in some more free agents. I'm always, Go dunk on him. <laughs> always down to chat about that. Um, otherwise, uh, I'll, I'll be here every week. Sweet. <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Uh, find me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Uh, be putting out at articles for Packer report, doing some things over at game on Wisconsin. And then of course here every week with, uh, Aaron and unfortunately Todd. Actually, so, Todd, I'm I'm liking the mustache. When you when you have the mustache, I think I like you a little bit more. Yeah, I feel that, really left out. That's a weird. I actually get that from a lot. I had a boss that used to have a mustache, and the first time I grew one, like I, I have all like the t- worst ability to grow facial hair. The first time I grew a mustache, though, it was super scraggly. And he treated me different. Like he had a different respect for me when I had my mustache and I shaved it off and it was like back to the doghouse, dude. Nope. It's like, what the hell? Well, you learned your lesson. Yeah. Um, And my name is, well, you guys know my name. It's Aaron. (laughs) You can find me um, on Twitter at H E R O O I N E. And I also run the socials for game on Wisconsin. It's at game on W Y. Uh, and you can catch us here every week, or at least on Thursday. Uh, thanks for joining, and we will catch you next week, guys. Bye.